Live from Studio 67 in Florida's Capital County, it's time to be fackish. Access granted. Good people, welcome to the end of week eight. We are around the corner and down the final straightaway. Um, the theme for this week and next is run through the tape and try to finish strong. Um, let's jump right into it. There's a lot going on. Still, even as we're taping, the House and the Senate are live on the floor as we are tracking bills here. Um, today's question is, team, what are you going to do immediately after Sonny died to release to, uh, that stress to relax, to try to come back down to normal. So we'll start with Jeff. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Gavin. Uh, Jeff Scala here, Associate Director, handle environment, water, agriculture, rural affairs, and tech, like broadband. First thing I'll do is I'll catch up on all that lost sleep and just relax with my pup. Ah, okay. That's good. I like the pup. Eddie, how are you doing today? Going great, Gavin. Uh, Eddie Labrador, uh, Community Urban Affairs, Elections, Preemption, and all things legal. I would pack and get ready to go home back to Power County. That's a good time in my family. Yeah, and we will miss you, Eddie. I miss the suspenders. Tonette Graham, (laughs) how you doing? Friday, Tom Matt Graham, your COVID health care station of the justice girl. After session, I think I am going to take a self-care day and go to Destin for the day. All right. All right. Give me a postcard. Sarah, how you doing? I'm doing great. Sarah Henley, Fax Policy Analyst, and I will be recovering from my second COVID vaccine um, and sleeping. <laughs> yes, you will be. Last but not least, the best deputy director in the entire world, Bob McKee, how you doing? I'm doing great. So happy. Just a few days left. Um, I'm the Bob McKee. I'm the deputy director and I handle uh, finance and tax appropriations issues. I am going to put my boat in the water if the weather will let me and go catch some fish. I'm going to catch a scallop, as in Jeff Scallop. Season doesn't start until July 1. Y'all see me real antsy at annual conference, waiting to get home and get my snorkel mask on and go get some scallops. I think you should take Jeff Scala to go catch some scallops, I think. That would be the appropriate thing. I will take anyone who will go with Ah, me. Okay. All right, guys, here's the format for today. There's so much stuff going on on special order on the calendar. There's so many bills that we did try to do the rundown today on every bill that's being heard that we're watching. We would be here for about six or seven hours. So we're going to let the people read that stuff in our fantastic legislative bulletin put together by Sarah. So that will be out in the email shortly um, this weekend. So we're going to jump right into one big thing and let the people know and talk about the few things, big things that are still in the gray area, things that we're tracking, trying to affect on behalf um, of our folks. So as always, I am going to start with Sarah and Sarah, the people want to know. One big thing. 
right. So this year we've been so focused on COVID-19 and getting out of this pandemic, but it's important that we don't forget another serious public health crisis, and that is the opioid epidemic. Opioid use is on the rise, and there are reports that the pandemic has exasperated the crisis. People are feeling isolated. You have food insecurity. You have evictions. You have unemployment going on. And from August 2019 to July 2020, of the 84,000 deaths from drug overdose in the U.S., 61,000 of those, or 73%, were from opioid overdoses. So happening here in Tallahassee, there are two similar bills filed this year. SB 102 and HB 1053, matters of great governmental concern. These bills seek to make the attorney general the sole responsibility for the prosecution and coordination of any civil proceedings brought by government entities in matters of great governmental concern. So this legislation would effectively trump local governments from filing civil actions of statewide concern. So HB 1053 defines it as conduct or harm affecting cyber five counties and SB 102 defines it as 15 or more. So matters that could fall under this are definitely the opioid litigation currently happening in our state as we speak, the fake tobacco litigation from the 90s, or man-made disasters such as oil spills on our county beaches. So I think the opioid litigation is the most pressing and recent, and many Florida counties have filed suits against drug makers, manufacturers, distributors, to name a few, Alachua, Hernando, Leon, Manatee, Orange, Palm Beach, Pinellas, Polk. And we also have a lot of hospitals around Florida filing suits as well. And our attorney general is involved in some multi-state lawsuits um, and we're getting settlement money from that. So there's a lot going down with opioid litigation in Florida, a lot of different factors, a lot of stakeholders. It's very complicated. The sponsor of the bill of uh, Senate Bill 102 Burgess said that there's about 30 government entities that have been involved in filing um, litigation and lawsuits. So proponents of the bill argue that with many counties involved, it's a statewide interest. So with the attorney general just filing that one suit, we can maximize recoveries and minimize costs. And it's more efficient than having local governments file their own civil actions in different attorneys and priorities over all over the place but the proponents want to assure that this is a fair distribution in the settlement but we know some counties are hit harder from opioid litigation like or the opioid crisis like palm beach so both these bills are stuck in committee you never know we still have a week left but we could also see it next year thank you sarah and just for you folks if you have any more questions you can always email sarah or you can call Eddie Labrador, who had fantastic testimony um, on this issue. And um, with approximately six days to go, we don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, it's one of those issues that's in the gray area. We don't like the bill. We're fighting the bill. Um, and so, but we will see, and hopefully we'll have positive news next week. Um, but trust that everybody knows that Eddie is on the case. All right. Jeff, the people want to know what is your one big thing. Well, I got two this week, Devin. Two big things. Uh, first, 
is a bill that we thought the proposal had gone away. It's on solar farms or solar facilities in agricultural land. Uh, there were two bills this year, uh, Senate Bill 1008 by Senator Hudson and House Bill 761 by Representative Oberdorf that had, did not get a single committee hearing. However, the substance of those bills uh, made its way onto a, a separate uh, bill this week, Senate Bill 896, Renewable Energy by Senator Broder. This bill and the language contained in it now has a, a broad preemption of local zoning ordinances on ag lands and the permitting process. Uh, currently, uh, many counties have solar ordinances that address the special use permits uh, addressing compatibility issues uh, to the comprehensive plans. What the language allows is it makes solar farms permitted in all agriculture land use areas, so which amounts to an industrial use in, agri- in agricultural areas including some rural uh, residential areas that might be uh, adjacent to uh, these new solar quote-unquote farms. Um, There have been some uh, projects out there that have uh, been rejected by local boards, um, but really the the problem with the language here is that it doesn't address uh, many of the wider range of impacts that the local solar solar ordinances uh, contemplate and it removes any local input process, any permitting process, um, and, and review by uh, and um, considerations of a local comp plan. Uh, so this proposal uh, looks like it got resurrected here, as we say, no bill dies until the hanky drops. Uh, so this proposal is on Senate Bill 896. Uh, and my second issue this week is, of course, our favorite uh, uh, Access 67 issue of broadband. Um, Senator Osley's bill, Senate Bill 1560, uh, was heard in its last committee stop and is heading towards the floor. Uh, we waived in support of uh, the Floor Association counties and small counties, waived in support of the measure um, in, in anticipation of this one moving across the finish line. Um, on the House side, uh, the proposal had it looked like it had stalled, but it was added on to another bill, House Bill 1239 uh, by Representative Tomko. Uh, the problem that we have with this bill, 1239, is that it contains a phrase that says that there would be a prohibition of state funds in a geographic area in which broadband is already deployed by at least one provider. The, the problem here, uh, according to the FCC broadband maps, Every geographic area in the state already has broadband deployed by at least one provider. So there, there almost looks like there could be no region who could receive these opportunity grants that the bill is proposing. There are some other provisions about prohibiting the serving retail end users, a challenge process on behalf of the incumbent service providers that we're concerned with, and an omission of any underserved areas receiving grant funding. Um, so, you know, Again, we, we've been talking about this issue all session. Broadband mapping is critical. Uh, we need accurate maps that uh, reflect, uh, you know, really where unserved and underserved communities are uh, with data that's granular, verifiable, and peer-reviewed. Um, so we're going to be uh, pushing uh, our, our rural uh members of the legislature to adopt something that's much more inclusive. It doesn't preclude local governments from applying. And we'll be seeing if they will be expanding broadband access uh, via legislation this year. Hey, thank you, Jeff. I mean, I think if they took the same attitude and preempted us on solar, 
and applied that to broadband, we have more broadband because it looks like in three weeks, two weeks, we could have way more solar than broadband because we're instantly going to have solar everywhere. Um, if they had the same attitude with broadband, um, but yeah, and really with the solar, you know, they could be putting these solar farms much bigger than the 75 megawatt and you could have a farm one after the other. And, you know, a solar farm is a lot different than a strawberry field, but you could literally have strawberry fields forever of solar fields, uh, if you will, uh, coming up soon in Florida. Yep. This place is very interesting. I'll leave it at that. I'll save comments for next week. All right. Eddie Labrador. You've been pulling on your suspender straps right there. How many? Wait, first, tell us how many big things do you have? Just two. Just two. Yeah, I actually have a lot more, but I, I, I know, I know, it's painful, two. isn't it? It's painful. All right, Eddie, the people want to hear your one big thing. All right, uh, so. Uh, let me uh, start off with uh, a bill that we haven't really talked much about, and that is the Florida Building Code Bill, uh, Committee Substitute for Committee Substitute for House Bill 401. Um, this bill uh, allows uh, substantially affected individuals to petition the Building Code Commission or non-binding advisory opinions on whether a local government regulation is an improper amendment to the building code and establishes a process for uh, dealing with those petitions by the, the uh, building code commission. It also clarifies, uh, and this is a good thing for local government, that uh, local government entities may use private providers for their own construction projects. Uh, so we, um, we worked on that to get that clarification into law. Uh, that should uh, help local government speed up their construction projects and uh, save some money. It also provides that local governments may use excess funds generated by building code enforcement for the construction of a building or structure that houses a local government's building department or provides training programs for building officials, inspectors, and uh, plan examiners. Um, it also uh, provides that uh, excess funds used to construct these kinds of buildings uh, must be designated for such purpose by the local government and may not be carried forward for more than four years. Um, and it prohibits a local government from requiring uh, a contract between a builder and an owner as a condition of applying for a building permit. Now, one of the main issues why I brought this uh, bill forward is because there were amendments to try to uh, amend the substance of House Bill 55, which is the building design elements bill, uh, onto the bill. And um, there was a lot of jockeying, a lot of lobbying against that including by us uh, and uh, at the end all of those amendments were withdrawn and the bill passed the house uh, cleanly by a vote of 118 to zero um, so that is a good thing 
The second bill that I want to discuss today is the Senate elections bill. Uh, that bill has uh, was discussed Thursday morning uh, on the Senate floor. It was there were a lot of amendments offered to it. All of them failed except for three, uh, and the bill is now on third reading. Uh, the amendments that were adopted, one of them allows for uh, supervised voting within our assisted living facilities and nursing homes. This will allow uh, the residents of those facilities to obtain uh, assistance from the staff, the nursing staff, as they have done for many, many, many years, um, and that will continue. Uh, another amendment that passed dealt with the duplication of ballots in overvoted and undervoted um, races, uh, subjecting them to the clear intent of the voter standard um, and, and allows for uh, the duplication of those ballots uh, to be observed by party officials. And then the last amendment that was adopted uh, dealt with this issue of wet signatures for purposes of verifying uh, a voter's signature, uh, as was um, explained by Senator Baxley. Uh, we're bringing Florida into the 21st century. Uh, so that provision was removed from the bill. And in the future, digital signatures will be able to be used to verify a voter's uh, signature for purposes of obtaining and voting uh, a, on, on a um, uh, vote by mail ballot. And that is all. all right. Thank you, Eddie. And just for the folks out there, we know that there that bad provision in the House version that may require our county commissioners to run again. We've been working um, those county commissioners, some county commissioners in 19 counties who just ran in 2020 to run again in 2022. Um, fact staff has been working to keep that provision out of the Senate bill and so far it's not in the Senate bill. And it looks like the Senate bill is close to being done, being crafted and voted for the last time on the floor. Um, and then we'll let the fun and games begin. So, hey, thank you, Eddie, for that update. All right, Bob, I'm saving you for last because you made me smile this week. Um, Tonette. <laughs> I mean, Bob, you make me smile every week. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it seem like I've been frowning for seven weeks. But you had a good week, I think. So I'm saving you for last. Tonette, you've had a good week, too. It's in progress, but you're trending in the right direction here. I know things are tough, but the people want to know, Tonette, what is your one big thing? All right, I got two. Let's take the biggie. Emergency management, Senate Bill 2006 passed on the Senate floor today. That is the bill that amends the State Emergency Management Act to address um, future pandemics and other public health emergencies. We have come a long way with this bill working with the Arthur and other bills to make sure that local government was taken care of. Um, in the bill, we've got some of our amendments filed on the Senate version that provides um, accountability, but the support for our chief administrative officer, 
elected officers as well as our governing board and allows the flexibility for virtual meetings in the event of a pandemic or an emergency. So we are waiting to see what the House does, the House version 7047 passed earlier this week in its last committee. It has not been placed on the calendar in the House, but the Senate version, as I said, passed. So we are hoping that will be the driver and we'll see what's to come in the next few days. Our second one, 805 Volunteer Ambulance Services by Representative Caruso was placed on third reading. This bill allows volunteer ambulance vehicles um, to utilize emergency lights and sirens on their vehicles when responding to an emergency. We do have an issue with this in regards to the insurance liability and COPCN process. So um, as things are steady moving, there were some amendments that bounced back and forth today. So we'll see what happens um, on the Senate side. The Senate version 1084 by Rep. Pizzo was up and approached earlier this week and passed 16 to 3. So we'll see what's to come of that and how that turns out in the end. That's it for me. Thank you, Tonette Graham. Okay. Thank you, Tonette. Um, Two important issues, um, as you said, and both of them are, I think, going to go down to the wire to Sine Die. You have two Sine Die issues. So. the team is here for you, to support you, and let's try to keep trending in the right direction. All right, Bob McKee. How you doing, sir? It's been a All week. Right. I don't know if you've ever gone last with the one big thing. Is the anticipation is built up? Are you anxious there? Are you going to be okay? I feel the die and signy die. <laughs> All right, let's get into it, Bob. The people want to know, what is your one big All right, this week, one big thing has been uh, budget, waiting to see when it's going to pop out, when we're finally going to see it placed on the desks um, so we can know when that clock and when that final vote can take place. The uh, budget world's been a little bit silent for the last couple, um, really last uh, 24 hours or so. The budget chairs met yesterday, resolved a couple bump issues. But it's haven't heard a peep since, so we're waiting to see what's next on the budget. Going along with the budget, um, both the House and the Senate now have their tax packages out. House passed theirs out of Ways and Means last week, and it's on the floor today, rolled to third. Um, the in the Senate, the Senate popped their tax package on Monday in Senate Appropriations. Um, they match up on a number of items, particularly the biggest recurring impact, which is the property tax impact. They are increasing the discount on the uh, for affordable housing, certain properties that are outside of their 15-year um, obligation to receive the tax credit financing provisions. Um, it, both provisions deal with that issue in the House. They increase the discount from 50 to 100 percent. On the Senate side, they exempt them. It is specific to the units that um, are for affordable housing. Um, there's a number of other Avalorm issues on both sides. Um, on the House side, there's uh, aquaculture provision about how they value aquaculture. It's about a Uh, just under $10 million impact statewide. Um, Then there's a number of smaller provisions that the Senate has put in. Um, I think uh, the largest of those is just 
I think about $600,000. So, but there's a number of Avalorn provisions. Then each side has a sales tax holiday back to school, although they differ on the dates and the lengths. And they both have a uh, disaster relief holiday. Again, differing on the length of that holiday. So it remains to be seen how those tax packages shape up. But as tax packages go, they're relatively small this year. I think the total impact on each side was just over $100 million, with the majority of that money being one-time non-recurring provisions. Um, And the only other thing out there, I know it's probably more than I should say, but uh, in terms of the numbers, but the uh, impact fee bill, House Bill 337, did pass the House on Wednesday by a vote of 94-23, and the Senate rolled it to third reading on Thursday. And so we're not sure whether it's going to get voted out at this point on Saturday or whether it roll over next week. All right. Thank you, Bob. Um, good update on the budget and um, hopefully a good work on the impact fees. we get one more vote and we'll seal that deal. That was a tough, long, sort of 15-week negotiation, and we got it to a place where we can deal with it. So let's hope they put that one to bed and then we'll wait on the home builders for next year to try something else. Um, But thank you for that work. And thank you to all of you guys for the work that get us to this point. All right. So, you know, I'm going to start with last words and I'm going to say it again. Um, The theme for now and, and through next week is run through the tape, you know. This has been a marathon, and me and Jeff joke about that, and we've been running and running and running, um, and everybody's tired, man. Um, so, but we got six more days to go, and so we just got to go and lean forward. We got to lean into it, guys, and, um, and get to the finish line, um, and then we can do it again. So let's whoop around right quick Bob you went last but let's go first you got any last words what's your final thoughts for the end of week 8 here my final thought is Davin you didn't tell us what you were going to do right after session I need to know not talk to you Bob that's what I'm going to do I'm not going to answer any questions or make any decisions for at least a couple days. So if it sounds like when you call me, they're like, I'm rejecting your call. No, that is, that's not happening. It's just that I'm going to let it go to voicemail. I'm going to clear out just enough room for you, Bob, to leave me a voicemail. Okay. There won't be service from out on the flats. <laughs> All right. Eddie, last words. What you got? Be on the lookout. All kinds of amendments floating on bills that aren't passing. That's right. Keep your head on the swivel, guys. All right, Jeff Scala. What you got? What you thinking? Well, we're running, and right now I'm fearing the walking dead and from these zombies and bills that just won't go away. That's right. We got to make them black flag dead. That's really dead, you know. That's the term we use. Um, Sarah. What you got? You're almost done with your first session. What you got? I am. The deals are coming down hard this week. So, yep, that's right. And so, but you know, Bob has made himself the master of the deal. You should see Bob in action. Tonette Graham, what are your thoughts? 
this has all been a hot mess and I will never take regular sessions for granted again. That's right. You know, you got a good point. People used to complain about having to be at the Capitol and be in the rotunda and having to meet with a senator or rep. And nobody's making those complaints now. So, and you know, I would take the marble over the soft pleather of my executive chair here in the office. So I'd much rather have my shoes on and work on the ropes. So, but we'll get back to it soon enough. Put in a line before session since what? Black Friday, Jeff? Oh my God. This week was a yes. hate. 7 a.m. We were in line at the Civic Center and couldn't get in the building until after 12. Standing outside for hours and bill numbers like a raffle. Right. But thank you guys. If the people only knew the little extra things you guys had to go to just to just to have a participate in the public process. All right. Um, go ahead, Bob. What you got? I have a real last word okay. now. When session's looking crummy, put a gummy in your tummy. <laughs> One more, yes. And thank you all, and Bob especially, for replenishing the gummy bears. Made me happy. Very happy. All right, folks. And again, I don't want you guys out there to forget. It is the critic. It's not the critic who counts. It's not the person who points out how the strong person stumbles. Or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the person who was actually in the arena. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we're going to run through the tape. It's for all you folks out there in the arena that we represent in the 67 counties, the commissioners, the staff, and even their constituents, all 21 plus million people in the state of Florida. We're here for you. All right. Until next week, I'm looking forward to a session wrap up podcast. May go a little long or we may be tired. It may be a little short. We'll see. Um, But until next week, everybody have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon.